Welcome to the Produce Industry Podcast, your weekly download on current events, trends, market reports, and community discussions. Join us each week from Tampa, Florida, as we cover all aspects of the produce supply chain industry. Ladies and gentlemen, here's your host, Patrick Kelly. Welcome back to the Produce Industry Podcast, everyone. I'm your host, Patrick Kelly. As always, I am honored to be here coming to you live from Tampa, Florida. Happy Memorial Day. Today is May 31st, 2021, and we are at the last Monday of the month, everyone. As I said in the beginning of the year, this year is going to go by so fast. And guess what? We are already here. It is June 1st, tomorrow, everyone. We also have a bonus episode coming out at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time today, all about watermelon. So shout out to Megan McKenna and the National Watermelon Board kicking off watermelon season. We have two very special guests today, and our first guest comes from our fancy sponsor, Terra Exports, very own Diego Martinez, who is the sales manager at the Africa division, everyone. So we're going to learn more about Africa and what fruit goes to the Middle East. We will then hear from our featured guest, Mark Samuel, who is the founder and CEO of I1 Organics. Mark is a proud dad of two and a health and fitness enthusiast. And guess what? That ties into I1 Organics. They are a health and wellness company that makes bold, flavor-infused snacks made from plant-based proteins, everyone. That's right. That's peas, beans, and brown rice. We're going to learn more about products that are coming and revolutionizing the produce and supply chain industry and these snacks you got to try. Also, last week, we had Meet Our Wholesaler on the virtual networking hour for the Produce Industry Podcast. Join us each month and learn more from produce companies around the globe. If you're interested in joining these events, reach out to me at theproduceindustrypodcast.com. Without further ado, let's chat with Diego before our featured guest. Hey, Diego. Welcome to the show today. How's it, Patrick? How are you, man? Man, fantastic. I'm just excited that we have another round of Terra Exports. You know, I love that Terra Exports has been a fancy sponsor of the podcast and being able to meet so many diverse people in different locations. It just wows me every single time, man. Yeah, thanks very much for having me in the show. I'm very excited. Let's have, let's have some, some good time together, man. Right. And, you know, let's start with the good time. So like I'm coming live to you from Tampa, Florida, and it's great because every time I get a, uh, the contact right the, from the from the, the list, right, of who the next target is for the podcast yeah. for Terra Exports, I'm always asking like, oh, wh- what, where are you? What location? So, Diego, where are you coming to us live from today? I'm in South Africa, Durban, the Indian Ocean, man. 28 degrees today. Amazing. Ooh. <laughs> Indian Ocean. See, I, I I can say that I haven't uh, I haven't been in that ocean. I haven't been in that country. Um, been to China, right? Been over uh, uh, to the far, far, far east, right? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Right. But uh, yeah, man, that's awesome. I mean, um, my uh, co-author Hans Finzel, his daughter lived uh, outside Cape Town for years. I think she might still. I'm not sure. Um, but obviously I've heard so many great things. And one of the great things um, that I know about South Africa is they've got summer citrus for us. We call it summer citrus because when it lands over here, it is summer for us. Um, and a lot of citrus comes from South Africa over to the States. Um, but man, I know you guys do a lot of uh, citrus out of South Africa, not just to the States, but other places, I would say. Exactly. And it's actually our winter because citrus season, of course, in the Southern Hemisphere is from March, April to September, October, depending on the on the year, right? So yeah, we just started one month ago. Now lemons in full swing. We have three different areas of production in, in South Africa. 
the northern part is the early one, of course, and then you go down and then you have the Western Cape and the Eastern Cape, Eastern Cape being the big, big volume region. So now that the Eastern Cape started, it's like they call it like the tsunami. So it's Argentina at the same time as South Africa flooding the markets. So on one side is good because for us traders, whenever it's good volumes, most possibility for us to get to get fruit, right? Rather than with the low, low volume season that no one has extra volume to trade, you know? So yeah, lemons going good, going big now at the moment. And of course, price dropping almost every week because of the volume. So that's on the lemon side. More volume, more volume. I know, right? When, and lemons, lemons are hard too, man, because um, I would say they're kind of a volatile item, but they don't move in price when other things move in price heavily. You know what I mean? In the stores, right? It'll, it's a volatile item on the supply side, right? Like you were saying, supply is going up, you know, demand still, you know, stays the same. So prices will, uh, you know, decrease. Uh, but it's funny because a lot of times at the stores, as a consumer, right? You're still buying those lemons at the same exact price. And it's hard to promote lemons extra. You know, you can with asparagus, you can with other unique items, right? Um, but it's just one of those things. Lemons are, lemons are a tough one. We uh, actually pack lemons here in California. I say here in California because I'm a Californian, you know, and we uh, yeah. uh, have the packing house in California where we have, you know, all citrus, seven different varieties. Um, but it's so true, man. And it's crazy because I, I would just always think you keep saying, you said Middle East. And I'm like, man, doesn't South Africa citrus come here? But we're so blind to that, right? And that's why I'm so glad to have Terra Exports on the line is because you open my mind to things all the time. As you know, Diego, you're sitting there in South Africa and I'm sitting here in Tampa. I'm thinking your main source of sales is going to be, oh, we're selling to the States, right? And in listening to you, you're like, well, we're selling to the Middle East. And, you know, talking about the Middle East, I have seen so much increase in demand um, from the Middle East in produce. I would say over the last three to five years, dude, it's, it's crazy. It's been crazy going back a little bit back to the lemons. The issue with the lemons is that a couple of years ago, let's say 10 years ago, the prices in Europe were crazy and the returns to the farms were incredible. So all the farms start taking out the grapefruit trees and putting a lot of lemon trees, meaning a tsunami of lemons, because in three, five years, you have a lot of volume. And the issue is that no matter if the price is really low on the lemons, you go to the supermarket and you won't buy three kilos of, of uh, lemons. You know, you put to the gin and tonic and the chicken and the fish and that's it, you know. And that comparing to the oranges or the mandarins that when the price is good, you buy, my daughter buys, it's three mandarins per day, you know, so you can, the demand is totally different. So it's something that South Africa is struggling at the moment, especially because it's at the same time as Argentina, Tucumán. So it's a lot of volume going to the same markets, you know. So that's one of the things with the lemons. And then going to the Middle East, Middle East changed a lot. A couple of years ago, Dubai was the hub of the Middle East and everything was mainly going to Dubai. And from there, they re-export by truck to Oman, to Qatar, to Bahrain, to Saudi. And that changed a lot in the last couple of years, especially with Qatar, that they had a blockage. And yeah, I think we had an advantage because we were going directly to all those countries and not selling everything to Dubai, you know? So we didn't depend only on Dubai. So now it's like more even the whole Middle East. But yeah, I, I really like the markets. It's, it's, it's tough one. It's a tough one, Patrick, because there, there are crook guys there waiting for new uh, origins, trying to open Middle East and they go to Dubai and then they get stolen. Let's call it like that, you know? Yeah. So you need to go to the, let's say, the good guys 
but at the same time the good guys because they are good and they've been forever there they don't pay any advance they don't pay anything and it's copy of docs so it's 30 days inshallah like they say there you will get the money so meaning 60 days or whatever but your money is secure you know so you want to be with those big fish you know and I think that's a problem, you know, on the American side, why? And I trust me, I've had a lot of requests to sell to Saudi. And I think like you said, that's one of the issues. It's like the trust factor, you know, are you, you know, are you going to get paid? And we were even talking about that. Sometimes everybody, you need a broker, you need an export company like Terra Exports uh, to get your products to these countries because they're the ones with the relationships, right? Exactly and that's that. What, that, exactly that's what yeah, we're provide. doing. We are doing that with the Washington apples. The growers, they don't want to know who is Mohammed on the other side, if he's a good Mohammed or no. So they prefer to say, okay, let's do it. Terra Export, USA company, that's it. And, and, and boom, that's, secure, a, hey, and yeah? that's an Inc. 5000 you know, company. It's a great organization. Exactly. Boom, exactly. boom, boom. That's- yeah, it, it's 100%, man. I think that's what I like. And, you know, real quick, you know, before, before we get our featured guests online, you know, I was going to say, your accent doesn't sound South African. Okay, like I'm sitting here thinking to myself, like, wait a minute, I've talked to uh, a few South Africans in my life, and they, and they don't sound like you. You, you've got to be from South America, man. Like, I, exactly, in my head, man. that's what I'm saying. I'm originally from Argentina, but we came here almost 12 years ago, uh, and then yeah, we we fell so in love the real, with the place. So the main question yeah. is, are you a Messi fan? <laughs> are you? Hey. Oh, my name my name is Diego. my name is Diego my name is Diego I'm from 1980 so you know uh, everybody born in 1980s in Argentina is Diego it's Diego Maradona is the number one and Messi oh. it's very good but in Argentina they are not fair with them you know it's like if he didn't bring any World Cup it's like oh you're not so good and poor the guy is playing alone you know it's like somebody give him a hand he's playing alone but yeah I'm, I'm, I'm more a rugby fan than a soccer fan to be honest Ooh. I played rugby all my life in Argentina so yeah it's strange but rugby it's, for uh, me you know I would <laughs> say it's strange maybe to me like I said I mean I'm a huge soccer fan I've always been a soccer fan um, obviously, since I was a kid, so I follow a lot of different players. I've seen Messi play. I've followed Argentina, right? I, I saw Messi play. It was Argentina versus Hong Kong when I was over there going to school, and I saw Messi score seven goals. So I completely understand what you're saying. I mean, right? It's like help the guy out because he's he's doing exactly. a lot. He's a great just player, amazing. just like the it's, best. It's, it's like, amazing. You know, it's amazing. Uh, the guy and, had a problem that he couldn't grow. So they need, he needed some injections to make, you know, a bigger body on this and that. And Argentina couldn't pay it. So Barcelona bought when he was a kid. And only then he went, I think he was 16 years old. And then he grew a little bit more. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, we love him in Argentina. It's, yeah. it's, it's messy, you know? It's messy. Yeah, I mean, come on. It's yeah. messy. So, yeah. Hey, listen, uh, Diego, it's been uh, fantastic to have you on the line today all the way from South Africa. Um, listen, if anybody wants to get a hold of you or the company, how can they go about doing that? Yeah, you can send me an email to diego at terraexport.com and I will reply it maybe in one month or two months. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. No, I'm, I'm always here. I'm always here. It's, you can send me that, uh, WhatsApp, whatever you need. I'm here. I like it. I like it, man. Well, hey, thank you so much for coming on the show today. And we look forward to chatting with you soon. Thanks very much, Patrick, for coming in. It was a very good one. Great to hear from Diego Martinez in South Africa, everyone. Terra Exports is such a diverse company with people and players all over the globe. Now let's get our featured guest on the line, Mark Samuel with I1 Organics. Hey, Mark, welcome to the show today. Thanks for having me. It's fantastic to have you, man. You know, we, we kind of caught 
our eyes together on LinkedIn. I was following a lot of your posts and I think it was around the end of March. I think uh, the date could have been April 1st. And I, I looked at one of your posts and you were like, catch our new hard seltzers from I Want Organics. And you had like a, a, a jalapeno pepper seltzer. And I'm thinking to myself, man, this guy's got all the great ideas. I'm like, he is using produce in any way he can. And I know you remember, because I reached out to you and I was like, dude, rocket on these and blah, blah. And, you know, these are great items. What, what are you going to do with all these? And, and your response was? It's an April's joke. Because <laughs> I don't need, you know, it's funny. I had to do that so many times and I, I don't like to use the, I don't know why. It's like April Fool sounds so weird. So I had to say the same thing to many, many people. So don't, don't feel bad about it, that it was an April joke. Listen, the podcast was started April 1st, 2020. And some people thought that was an April Fool's joke. They were like, yeah, okay, let's see. What's Pat got up his sleeve? But it, it's funny that, you know, something could be, or couldn't be, man, marketing's taken over, right? I mean, seriously taking over. And if you market a product in the right way, whether it's fake, like those, you know, TMZ newspapers or that show, right? Where you get all the gossip and everything, or it's completely real, right? You, you really have no idea. But that leads me, let's talk about I Want Organics. I think it's awesome because one, we've got um, a little bit of, uh, I would say, camaraderie together. Uh, you're from California. I'm from California. You produce in the Central Valley of California, where I've spent a lot of my life uh, in the citrus category. And, you know, I started following your plant-based products. And I got introduced to some of those last year, like I was telling you off the mic, those Harvest Snaps uh, company, um, they have all the different snap green peas. Um, then I saw your company. I was like, man, this is so cool because it's going beyond just grabbing the baked lays every day, right? Grabbing the, the Fritos, which we all do, right? But this is actually a really good alternative and it's, it's produce, right? And that's what I love the most about. So I want you to give a good 30,000 foot overview um, you know, of I Want Organics and what the products you have are offering, man. Sure. Yeah, we're, uh, we're an organic legume-based snack company based in California. Um, we're best known for our puffs and our sticks, which are savory snacks. They're made from peas, beans, and rice. So they have a balanced nutritional profile that's higher in protein and fiber than other snacks in the category. And we're really known for, uh, for our flavors. So we infuse them with these just amazing, bold, savory flavors. And we have many of them, cheddar and mesquite barbecue and spicy sweet pepper. Um, and about six or seven others. So uh, we're, we're really well known for, for those snacks. And then as of recent, we just launched our cereal line. So we have three uh, sweet flavors uh, of cereal that, um, that we're you know, really bullish on. Uh, again, also legume based. So they're made from, uh, from beans and rice. Uh, and you know, we're, we're having a great time doing what we're doing. So in your head, you were just like, all right, listen, I'm just going to come up with this idea. I'm going to figure it out. We're going to use these different items to combine to make this plant-based, you know, uh, alternative like the puffs. I could see the puffs being really popular. Those are still popular for me, even like a Cheeto puff. I don't know why. I think maybe it's just a texture mark. I think people just enjoy that. But what made you come up with this idea? I mean, um, always been a thought in your head or, you know, making a difference for the industry or added value product. I mean, what was it, man? I'm a lifelong health enthusiast. So I, you know, I'm in the gym six days a week. Um, and uh, I've eaten a certain way for the last 20 years, which is a balanced nutrition, uh, a balanced nutrition sort of a uh, way of eating as I, as I say, so no diets. I've just always been into the idea of eating proteins, fats, and carbohydrates. So with most of my meals and snacks, um, I've had, you know, just really great results from it. And I know others that do too. 
uh, it's just a really great way to have a, a strong, healthy relationship with food so that you don't have to get in all these waves and so that you don't have to get into all these, what I'd consider trickeries of, of how to you know, fix yourself. Um, and so uh, in the last few ventures that I was in was in the health and wellness space in the consumer products uh, arena, um, but I wanted to get into food and beverage. So no better way to do it than into a healthy snack. And that's how I, that's how I really started it. Oh man, that's yeah. fantastic. So how long has the I Want Organics uh, products and brands been around? We started in 2016. We started with a, a, an organic protein chip. Um, it was a little higher in protein at the time. I was still figuring things out as far as manufacturing and how did different ingredients uh, mix well, or you know what's a fryer versus a baked, ex- you know, using a, an extruder, which you would be baking your products. So um, over about 18 months, I'd say I really started honing in on the manufacturing side and realized that I wanted to get out of that sort of chip element to get into extruded snacks, which are now our puffs and sticks and. So really in 2018 was really when we started to, to, to make waves. All right. So it, it makes sense. And what I'm trying to, to set up here, right, is, you know, to all the listeners is everybody in the last probably 18 months has been pivoting in ways they've never had before. And they're trying, you know, they, I say, right, they, that they character, a lot of people will, will say, you know, they just can't get out of the traditional mindset of selling produce, right? It's like, they look at it, I'm going to sell, a, I'm going to buy a box of citrus, I'm going to sell a box of citrus, right? And that's that traditional mindset of being in the produce industry. You're five years into this project, you've got a pretty cool set of products, man, right? I mean, I, I've seen them. Um, pretty interesting set of products, I would say as well, because it is for a different lifestyle of people. When I had Ash, Ashley Colesbury on the line, she has the, the organization, The Lifestyle Way, and it's about health, it's about nutrition. And, you know, you guys sound alike, like she's in the gym six days a week. Like, uh, it's just a way of living. Um, but this product, it's very innovative, right? And I think if you're a traditional produce guy or the, you know, the guy in the industry, like you know, myself, that you're kind of like, wait a minute how the heck does this even come about? Like how could, like you were saying, you were looking at the equipment, right? How to make the puffs, how to use these things. So like I said, very innovative for the produce industry. I think that now my next question I'm going to ask is one I just kind of came up with is how do you go about sourcing the products for your, uh, and you know, manufactured product? Do you use localized, you know, uh, Central Valley people, right? Or do you use a lot of ex- imported product? Like, where do you go about sourcing some of these products from to make your overall, um, you know, I want organics uh, products? Our, our, our three main ingredients are green peas, brown rice, and navy beans. Uh, two of them are sourced uh, in Canada. Uh, uh, legumes, for instance, green peas, it's a, it's a, it's a, an unbel- I don't know if you've ever seen it, but just the fields in Canada, they're very, very well known for for green peas and navy beans and the like. So um, I found a, an unbelievable supplier. There are these prairie fields there. It's just a, an, an amazing, strong partnership with an, an organic supplier from there. And brown rice is sourced uh, in, the, uh, in, the, in the Northeast here, you know, domestically. So, um, I, you know, you, you're lucky to find just really great, strong suppliers, ones that you know you can count on. That's gonna be key. Uh, and you know, for organic ingredients, it's a little different. You're 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 already starting to dwindle down to just the fewer of the suppliers and the ones that that are entrusted. 
Um, so it does make it a little bit easier. It's definitely going to be a little bit more expensive, but you're going to find really great, strong supplier partners. Where is processed and manufactured? Uh, yeah, we don't really say where where exactly we we manufacture, but we're, we're in California and that's where we manufacture. You know what I like about it is that, like I said, you know, this product, as I'm as I'm looking at it, it it's it's almost to the point where when are we going to see, and this is this is probably one of the questions you're asking yourself, when are we going to see an aisle full of these newer products or at least end caps in the grocery stores. Now, when I talked to you off the mic, we talked a little bit about uh, some of those harvest snaps, right? Where you find them, right? Or where you find the I1 organics. And it's like, there's sometimes in spots that if you're not looking or like, like where's Waldo, sometimes you can't even find these things. And it's all about marketing, right? We talked about in the, at the beginning, when you have a shelf or an aisle full of potato chips and hundreds of different of varieties and kinds, it kind of gives the consumer the option to pick what they want, right? Now, if I want organics, is it a small little spot or an end cap off the produce industry because that's where they decided to put it or if they put it in a, you know, um, in the in a bean category, just on an end cap somewhere, right? To, to kind of complement it with something else. How, how does that even go about resonating with a customer or a consumer for that matter? We actually haven't done that yet as far as on the produce side. Uh, a Harvest Snap has been around for quite some time. I, I'm a fan. I, I, you know, I, know the, I know the brand very well. Um, and they just somehow have gone into those, those other areas, those pockets. And I think it's actually really interesting. And it is a play for us over time. We're found in the salty snack category, right? So we're going to be next to other players that you've seen before. And you've just got to see the bag and understand, oh, this is different because I can see the call outs of protein. I can see it's organic. Mm. And I'm going to just get a better option here nutritionally. Remember, customers are going to come back for two things. One potentially is that, the nutritional benefits. But the second one uh, is, is the most important, which is flavor and texture. So if we can hit on both, we're going to build our, our, our customer base, which is what we have been able to do and what we're continuing to do. As far as end caps, we've been lucky. We get them. Um, you just have to have really strong retail partnerships. You're not going to get them all the time. And when you do, you just got to make, you know, make sure you're doing, you're doing it right. Because the goal for an end cap or any off shelf is really just get higher velocities, get some trial going so that when the customers do come back and they're not there, they're going to find them in the, in the regular section that they normally would. And they're going to buy them. Yeah, that makes sense. And you know what? I'm looking at it. It's probably one of the best, uh, you know, tasting high protein organic snacks. I'm looking at some of these products that you got, you know, some of the protein sticks and the puffs, which I got to try. I got to try those puffs. I, I keep looking at them on your website while you're talking. And I'm like, this is a pretty cool snack. And people, you might be wondering, because we keep talking about the protein, you know, what's in the nutritional facts. You know, if you are living that plant-based diet, which one of my friends, one of our sponsors, um, John Green Logistics, Maddie Fisher, she lives a plant-based diet. Um, she talks about it. She's got diabetes. So these are things that she does. And she's always looking at the nutritional facts, what her intakes are, what her blood sugar levels are going to be. Um, so that's also very important. I know um, that people that have that lifestyle way, Mark, like yourself in the gym, watching what you eat, live, you said in the beginning, you've eaten a certain way the last how many years of your life and you've kept up to it um, because that's your lifestyle choice. So people that, you know, that's why we're talking about that. Look what's on the bag. Look what you are putting into your body for sure, because you could have a great tasting snack and you might not even know about it yet. So everybody, this is also a great time. We're going to take a quick break, hear from some of our sponsors, and then get right back into talking with Mark, talking about the future of I Want Organics and where some of these products are heading and what can we expect in the future. 
What's up, everybody? We're leading off on a holiday weekend talking about very big opportunities. And berries are the fantastic way to build the basket and build sales on Memorial Day weekend. Our partners at Driscoll are coming correct with two fantastic specialty items that are great to feature this weekend. We're talking about the sweetest batch strawberries, limited edition, extra sweet flavor, and something that you can sweeten up your sales with this weekend. But not to be forgotten are the big berries, coming in a unique package, fun to merchandise, creative way to introduce your customer to a different berry. These big berries bring big business to your department. Are you ready to enhance your skills? Every day we are tasked to make fast, effective decisions to keep up with the fast-paced produce industry. At AgTools, we take the pressure off of gathering data to help make your day easier and more enjoyable. Connecting the supply chain with AgTools is unique, practical, and easy. Ag tools can be used from multiple angles of the produce industry from farmers all the way to logistics companies. We call that 360 degree decision making day after day. Visit www.ag.tools.com to gain more reliable and relevant data to see more, achieve more. And now back to our show. Welcome back to the Produce Industry Podcast, everyone. It's always great to hear from our sponsors and some of those weekend winners at Indianapolis Fruit Company. But let's get back to talking with Mark Samuel at I Want Organics. Mark, welcome back, man. Thank you. It's been a pleasure talking about your high-protein organic snacks. You know, in my mind, too, as we were on the break, I thought to myself, you know, organic, organic. And then you're right. There's so many farms out there that aren't organic. They're all conventional farms. So you were thinking, oh, this could be easy to make. But you're right. As you talked about honing in on those organic farms, the smaller farms, right? It's probably uh, sometimes harder to get that supply, but you're creating an added value product for organic growers as well, as well as producing right and added value product in the stores. I was just thinking about on the break, like, dude, tough supply chain there, huh? I mean, <laughs> created a tough little supply chain. You know, I, I wouldn't say that the supply chain was going to be the difficult part, but the, the reality is when you do anything organic, it's going to be more expensive. So we recognize that our customer was going to be or need to be into organic foods uh, or the desire to, to eat more organic foods. Uh, and that creates, you know, one obstacle because eventually over time, your snacks or your foods or your beverages or whatever it may be are going to get knocked off, right? And they get knocked off sometimes by the same retailers that you're, you're partnering with. And, and that's, just, that's just fair game. That's just how the, the lay of the land. And what happens is a lot of the products, if you were to go into the salty snack category, they are conventional. So there's plenty of puffs out there, but they're just made from different ingredients or, you know, they're made from corn and, and the like. And sometimes, you know, customers are just going to go to the lowest cost product. Uh, and so we just had to make sure that we made good on who we are and why we are and stuck to that. And that is we're an organic legume based snack company with balanced nutritional profiles. And we just have a big story behind it. You know, my dad and, and this just has a long, long uh, trending story that we plan on on building out for for as you know as many years as as we're allowed, right? So um, th those are the things I would say that that the supply chain is is probably the least of my worries at that time. Hmm. You know, it's funny, right? Something that worries you or you know might worry others. It's it's like 
both vice versa, right? It's like sometimes you would care about it now and I wouldn't care about it and, and vice versa later yep. down the road. So I completely yep. agree because that's just how I was thinking about it, looking at it. And then in your mind, you're like, nope, don't even, not even worried about the supply chain. Figure that I'll figure that part out, right? Like that's just one of those things that's, that's in the books. So at some of these grocery store chains, I mean, where can we find you? Are you in some of like the unique grocery store chains as well? Like those very nutritional ones. Like I just had Earth Fair on the line uh, a little bit over a month ago. They're a small nutritional store. Um, stores like that. Like where can we yeah, find we, we we have, Funny enough, we just got approved at Earth Fair. So we have a couple of SKUs going in there that we'll be announcing soon, which is cool. Um, we're, we've been lucky. We, we have great partnerships. We're, we're in 600 locations of Kroger out east. We're in both, uh, both California regions of Whole Foods. Um, we just got, actually, we just got awarded the supplier of the year for 2020 for, for SOPAC region of Whole Foods. We're in Sprouts nationally. We're in Safeway. Um, we're, we're in a lot of these amazing regional partners like Air One in, in, in here in California. So we've got, um, we've got a lot of great conventional and uh, natural grocer partners and then nutrition supplement, which a lot of people would be like, oh, well, are you in, you know, nutrition supplement stores? We have an amazing partnership with Vitamin Shop. So we're in their 700 locations across the country. Mm. So we're diverse when it comes to retail partnerships and, and you know, finding our way within each um, has its unique uh, uh, differences. And, and you're, just, you're just going about it and figuring out how best to, to serve those customers and that partner. And they, they each have their own story. Yeah, providing value in different ways. That's what yeah. I'm kind of seeing. Yeah. I mean, I never would have thought they'd be, uh, you know, some like the vitamin plus store, but you're right. I mean, that's a perfect spot because again, the protein sticks, right? I mean, yes. these, are, these are great because someone's going in there buying their shakes, right? Buying all their, their normal supplements. Why not? Why yes. not have this in there right there for them to purchase instead of having it? I mean, yes, Kroger, Whole Foods, Safeway, a lot of the other stores, but you're right. You're like changing my mindset as we're talking, right? Instead of having it in the traditional grocery store, trying to compete with all these other big brands and big commodities. Right. And you're just like, and you say this like very nicely, right? Like you're just like this little guy on the side, like just trying to take or steal an end cap. Right. At least yeah. in some of these other stores, they're like, Hey, this is added value. This is value. We'll give them an, an end cap. We'll give them a sleeve on the side. You know what I mean? There's less education at a, at a store like vitamin shop because those that are coming in there are, are, are geared towards health. So when they see yep. I1 Organics and they see protein sticks, they immediately get it. They don't need a lot of yeah. education. What we're doing when we go into conventional or, uh, or natural grocer is we're sitting on the shelf. And that's what gives us the, the, the benefit, like you were going to say, is we can talk to the buyers differently. We're not there to cannibalize the, the other brands or businesses. We, number one, have our own built-in customer that continues to grow. But two is we're, we're able to bring in customers because we're bringing in a customer that's looking for something very unique, which is an organic snack that is nutritionally balanced. So it has higher protein and fiber. And then third, that tastes amazing. It's the latter that oftentimes nobody can hit on, right? So because mm -hmm. we, we can nail all three, that's our story. And so we, we love to be able to tell that and get an opportunity with partners, you know, partners, uh, you know, as, as, as often as we can. Yeah, it's a, I, I like that. I like the story behind it as well. So if we look in the future, do we have new products coming out? I mean, does the, uh, uh, does the I1 Organics brand going to expand? I mean, heck, five years ago, you weren't even doing the protein snacks. So it's like, I know you might have other things up your sleeve. What, what's the future look like? 
Yeah, we're, we look at ourselves as a health and wellness platform. And, you know, we, we want to just bring, you know, the idea of winning and, and the attitude and feel good is, is built on the, this idea of better for you foods, because we know how foods make us feel when we do eat well. Um, and that's what I promote, right? And that, that just feel good moment, not just in food, but what, what it makes us feel like in life, right? We have kids and social media and, and all these, these outside influences that just affect us, work. And so if we can nail food, that's one big, big, awesome opportunity each day. So with that said, we've got our salt, uh, savory snacks. We just launched our cereal, which just launched nationally at Vitamin Shop. We're, we're launching into some other retailers soon. So you'll start seeing our cereal line. And then we do have a third innovation that nobody knows about that I haven't even talked about that we will announce um, We will announce this summer. And that's just us taking it, taking another leap here and, and just going for it. So a lot of cool stuff is happening for us. I like it, man. I, I do. I think that, like I said, even from the April Fool's joke until now, it's like some of the some of the products, some of the I would say highly innovative. I mean, looking at it, I mean, green peas, rice, beans. I mean, who, who would have thought you can? I mean, I didn't. I mean, I'm just not, I'm just not that type of guy that you can mix all these things together. I know there's some other, you know, I'm gonna say science behind it, making like a puff and things like that. Um, but I mean, it's like, who would have thought just putting a few of these items together can make one of these snacks, right? You know, you could cook these things, but it's like, like I said, you're 2016, you're going back, you know, jump in the time machine, Mark, right? You, me, Doc Brown, we'll jump in. We'll go back. Look at these things. Would you think like, no, I'm going to have the, the, you know, this purple bag, you know, the I want organics logo. We're going to be doing sticks. We're going to do puffs. And it's like, boom, you'd been like, "Mm, maybe, maybe not. I don't know yeah. at the time, but it seems like it's a, seems like it's pretty cool. And I like, I like the growth. I like the stores that you're in. I think that complements the market as well, really. So it doesn't look like you're just out getting in everywhere. Right. Um, not saying that every store doesn't need to deserve it or want it. Um, but you're right. I mean, the story and how it's growing is very cool and, and developing the room in the space. Right. So listen, Mark, if anybody wants to get a hold of yourself, uh, the organization, um, you know, how can they go about reaching out to you and, and getting a hold of them? So iwinorganics.com is where you'll find, uh, you know, our, our products, our story. Um, and then as for me personally, a, lo- a lot of people follow and are connected with me on LinkedIn. So they just look up Mark Samuel on there um, and, you know, hope to, to hope to hear from people. Awesome, man. Awesome. Well, I really appreciate it. I, I'm looking forward to trying more of the products. I'm looking forward to connect with you more, following a lot of the social media, as you know, I do. I'm a, I'm a heart and a like away as always. Um, again, appreciate you coming on and look forward to chatting with you more in the future, man. Thanks, brother. I appreciate it. You've been listening to the Produce Industry Podcast with Patrick Kelly. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes or Anchor to get new, fresh weekly episodes. For more, please follow us on Instagram and Facebook at the Produce Industry Podcast. Until next time, see you in the fields or on the horizon.